0: Welcome to Logos Masterclass. I'm Reverend Gail Stallings. and Gail Stallings. Now, I know you're wondering, what is the Logos Masterclass? Well, you're listening to a session, and it's comprised of four women of God with one vision to transform their listeners' minds and hearts to grow in their faith and understanding as disciples of Jesus Christ. Each episode will vary in format through preaching, teaching, teaching, illustrations, and interviews. Each week will feature a different host. You can join Minister Christina Ladson, Reverend Sherry Lupton, Reverend Marissa White, and myself, Reverend Gail Stallings. Tune in on Tuesdays at 3, Wednesdays at 4 p.m., and Saturdays at 3 p.m. That is the Logos Masterclass. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Logos Masterclass. I'm Reverend Gail Stallings, a United Methodist Church pastor out of the Pendale Conference. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to be speaking to you from Acts 3, 12 through 19. You know, I want to start off by asking, is anybody else as excited as I am about what God is going to do today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I heard a joke the other day. And it was so fitting to the message that I want to bring. See, there was this group of 30 people. And they weren't the most attractive people. And they had all died and gone to heaven. And they were lined up at the gate waiting to get in. And God came to the gate and said, it's your lucky day. Not only am I manning the gate today. But I will grant each one of you a special prayer. So the first person steps up to God and he says, I want to be beautiful. I want to just be beautiful. And God grants that prayer. And then a gentleman walks up and says, well, I want to be really handsome and muscular and just, just very attractive. And God grants his, which is prayer. And so that seemed to be the theme of all the requests, all the prayers from the people lined up. And there was this gentleman at the end of the line and he was just laughing and laughing. He was laughing so hard that he fell to the floor. Finally, it was his turn. And God asked him, what is your prayer? And the man said, I pray that all of them are ugly again that's not very nice but it's funny right but the thing about that the thing about that is too often our prayers are about us we pray for ourselves for the me and we neglect to pray for the we our brothers and sisters we we neglect to remember the power of prayer, or that we can ask to affect the lives of others and make a huge difference. So today I want to talk to you about praying together and for each other. Let us start off in prayer. Merciful, almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful, of all first father we want to thank you for waking us up to see another day and to enjoy this invitation to worship with you father we thank you for the breath in our lungs father we thank you for our limbs we thank you just for the joy of another day and Father, we ask that you meet us here and you open up our eyes, open up our ears, our spirit, so we can hear all that you have for us. Father, we are hungry. We are we are waiting for the nourishment that only you can provide our soul. And Father, I ask that you use me as a vessel, Father. Father, I ask that you deliver your word, your message through me. Father, thank you for this day. As we sit, sit here and wait to hear your message. Fill us, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let me ask you a question. How many of you believe in God? I know that's a silly question, but how many of you believe in God? I have another one for you. How many of y'all believe in Jesus Jesus, that Jesus Christ died for you, rose on the third day, after being crucified, walked the earth again briefly. After which he ascended into heaven. Here's the hard one. Here's the hard question. How many of you believe in the miracle producing transformative power of God? Yeah, me too. But but can I be honest right now? Can I tell you something? I'm going to be completely transparent for a minute. Sometimes I'll pray about a situation and then I'll let it go and I'll forget about it, you know, just just letting God do his work. But when something happens when God answers that prayer, sometimes I'm like shocked. I don't know about you, but sometimes I am shocked because you know, I, what I got was much more than what I expected. And sometimes, sometimes what happens, what I get is different than what I asked or different than what I expected. It is the mir- the miraculous thing, that that miracle kind of thing that looks like the lame man at the gate who was begging for money. And I guess in his mind, a miracle would look like more money than he normally gets, right? But instead, Peter and John prayed in the name of Jesus and asked that a lame man crippled from birth would be given the ability to walk. And so he did. That's a miracle. It's that kind of miracle. You know, if that were to happen today, right now, right before our eyes, would we would we think it's some kind of trick? Would we would we believe it? I don't know, but shouldn't we be anticipating, even expecting miraculous signs with certainty if we call on God? And shouldn't we be moving like that, walking like that with this confidence, this assurance, our shoulders back, confident, knowing that God hears us and answers prayers? When Peter asked the crowd, why do you wonder at this? He's asking, why are you surprised that God is at work here? Did you think that we had the power to do something like this? Pray together. And for each other. You see, Peter uses this opportunity to redirect attention away from the crippled man leaping around in the courtyard to get it focused where it belongs. On Jesus, the son of God. He grabs this opportunity to explain why Jesus's name and praying in the name of Jesus has the power to make a lame man walk for the first time in his life. He explains the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has glorified the one who was crucified. The very Jesus who died, who was traded for a murderer is the conduit to life and healing. You know, I want to pause right here. Can I tell you something about prayer? See, correct prayer is not a monologue, not a one-sided conversation telling God all the things going wrong in your life or all the things you want. It is a dialogue, a two-way conversation where we, where we have to stay in that conversation long enough for us to speak with God and to allow God to speak back. You know how we spend that time with our best friend on the phone every day we carve out that time, right? Or every other day. See, that's the kind of time that we have to devote to our conversation with God. That's prayer. So every day we have to give some space and time for prayer, that conversation with God. And here's the thing, once you make That kind of space for God. He will be talking to you every day. And in every situation. Every situation. I remember uh, last summer. I did a sermon. And I talked about the voice of God. And so after the church service. One of the uh, youngsters in the church. One of the young people in the church. Came up to me and said. Pastor. What does God sound like? How does God speak to us? Well, I'll tell you, one way God speaks to us is through his word, the Bible. And and you know what? What I've discovered, I don't know about you, but what I've discovered is every time I crack open the Bible and want to spend some time just reading and studying and reading and studying, every time I do that, it doesn't matter whether I do it. First thing in the morning, the middle of the day, or the evening, two things that happen. I'll either get sleepy or distracted. That's the enemy. See, the enemy doesn't want us to have that conversation with God. Another way God speaks to us is through people. Even that cousin that you don't like and that you say they're a heathen or they're ratchet. Yup, that one. See, God can use him too. Look, if God can use a burning bush to talk to Moses or a donkey to talk to Balaam, certainly he can use Pookie, right? And if you're wondering where the story about the donkey is, it's in Numbers twenty-two twenty-eight. And the final way God speaks to us is through prayer. I heard one preacher call prayer his secret sauce. I call it my secret weapon. See, God said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And in order to handle certain mountains and obstacles and roadblocks, we got to pull out our secret weapon. we got to go to the Lord in prayer. Pray together and pray for each other. Yet sometimes, sometimes, you know, I know I do. Sometimes we act like, those people who ran up to Peter and John in amazement after the healing of the lame man, confused about what happened, confused about the power, the power of prayer. So confused about the name of Jesus. And for us now, we, we still get confused sometimes, right? But I thought you said, I thought we said, We believed in the Lord. You know, in one of my sermons, I uh, told the congregation, you know, my son, I should be writing a book about some of his shenanigans and the humorous things he's done throughout his life. And one day we had, I had told the story in the past about how I took him to a city council meeting with me and there was this minister there and he was joking around with my son and said something cross about me to joke with my son and my son didn't find it funny at all and he was just really bothered by that and so the next time we saw this gentleman this pastor this minister he goes up to the gentleman and he says to him I'm gonna pray for you and then he walks away You know, and I tell that story. I tell that story because, you know, if you're not in the right spirit and somebody walks up to you, somebody who's somebody who's just not doing the right, that will mess you up. The threat of prayer makes evil quake. That's how powerful prayer is. Saints, we know what we need changed in our lives, in the life of our community, in the life of our church. And the thing about prayer is the Lord will release a vision during prayer and devotion time, a vision to help us chart out our path, which is very important. Because we should be walking the path God has laid for us, not the one that we've laid for ourselves. We should be inviting God into our plan. The importance of and what happens during prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been many times where I've come up with a plan all on my own, didn't go to God first, and... After I had it all worked out in my head and I, then I asked God to come and bless it. To bless what I wanted and needed. And, and, you know, I'm so glad God has a sense of humor. And patience with somebody like me. A lot like the lame man in scripture who was asking to be blessed and expected that blessing to come in the form of money. But in Jesus' name, a far greater gift showed up. He didn't even have the vision. He didn't even have the vision. Pray together and pray for each other. You know, and that healing as a result of the prayer is never the end in itself. As Peter demonstrated, it always is a directional sign Pointing back to God. Have we become like the beggar at the beautiful gate? A fixture in the landscape that has become invisible to those who pass by our corner every day? What exactly would it take to get us on our feet? Leaping For joy and giving God praise in such a profound way that people would flock to see what the commotion was about. Wow, just like in scripture. From today until the end of May, I want to invite you to join me for a season of renewed prayer. Renewed prayer for our church for our community, for our nation, and for each other. Let us pray together and for each other. Let our prayers call forth healing and communion. Let our prayers call to mute disease, anger, and injustice. Let our prayers resound loudly that we believe in the power of the name of Jesus Christ and the mighty hand of God. Let our prayers lead to a vision that is so big for us that we will need each other and joint prayer to see it through. Let us get an agreement to pray together in Jesus' name every day at noon and at 7 p.m. until the end of May. Let us pray to right the wrongs that may be holding us back individually. And as a community of believers. Let us pray to rescue. That God will rescue all of those needing a rescuing hand. Let us be the Peters and Johns of this time. This day, this week. Of our church, family. Of our communities. And call forth miracles that transform us. And take us to another level of service to God. Do you believe in the miracles of God in Jesus' name? Your answer will be felt in the results of our joint prayers. Let's pray together and for each other. Amen. to our closing prayer I want to again invite every one of you who is listening to join me through the end of May for prayer for prayer we're going to pray together at noon and 7pm every day through the end of May let us pray our creator of all our Lord of all. We ask that your strength, you strengthen us and give us faith that we should grow. Hear our prayers as we call to you as a community of believers. Open our eyes so we may recognize your work and your care. We pray our hearts be revived with this hope and our lives will always, always speak of your goodness. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. God bless each of you and I pray that God continues to cover you and your family peace. And we will talk to you again next week. Amen. you enjoyed this segment of Logos Masterclass. We'll be back again next week. Have an amazing